0: Okay, here we are once more, I'm here with Avichai, we're doing our second podcast about cloud tech and how security works on the cloud and all that good stuff. In our last episode, we talked in general terms about cloud tech, definitions of cloud, different types of clouds, and this time we're going to go a little bit deeper, and um, I'm excited to have Avihai here with me again, although he is still in Israel and I am still in Shanghai and none of us are traveling. But we still uh, continue working. So, hi, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
0: Things are good. The, the whole world's warming up. It's, I hear it's hot there in Israel.
1: Okay. Hot and things are getting back to normal. That's the most important.
0: Well, that's great to hear. Here, too, in Shanghai, things are getting back to normal. My gym is filling up and the bars and restaurants are full. So it's pretty amazing. Hopefully, this is a good trend and hopefully everything will get back to normal in a few months and we get on with our lives okay so um this time we had a couple of questions that we talked to talked about in advance and see how basically we want to there's so much happening on cloud technology and it in general and sometimes people from the security industry the security directors are not always um on top of it it's pretty hard you know it's there's a lot going on there so anyway this time we want to talk a little bit more we're going to start off with how do we think security directors or companies in general can consider using cloud for their, um, you know, for their systems, for their security department, or in any way. Um, what advantages are there? Or what can they think about if they want to start utilizing the cloud to make their operations more efficient, or to save money, or anything along those lines? So, maybe we, why don't we start with that?
1: Yeah, uh, great questions. So, first of all, what we could see is the the concept of using the cl- the cloud changes the the state of mind. Um, From being the one that's managing and dealing with all IT and software from the hardware level to the end of the software level, um, maintaining and supporting, now we're going towards uh, outsourcing as much as possible. And the Mm -hmm. cloud is a big enabler to that. Um, If we're outsourcing, we create some, uh, some workforce that we never had in our company. Uh, the, the vendors that are providing these as-a-service solutions, they have a, a team of people that is working endless to improve the software and to provide the best services. So you as a customer are able to get more human resources working on your security applications or any application. That's a okay. big advantage.
0: I'm, I guess we have to unpack that a little bit. I'm not really sure. Can we give some examples or... or... Um, because usually people think about the cloud, they think about the IT infrastructure. So you're already going to, into a yeah, deeper aspect of, of, of something as a service, right? So maybe we can give a couple if of examples take, to give some context.
1: Yeah, if we take, a, if we take Office 365 as an example, and that, that's a great example in my opinion, mm-hmm. because uh, they are providing a service of domain management as a service. And this is something that all companies that are consuming right now, they don't really need to have IT domain managers within their organization. They might need one or two people to manage the the, the total of all, but they have Microsoft as a support team to mm-hmm. really help and give all the services that they need. Even more than that, Microsoft provides um, automations on top of it. So if you have any uh, challenges dealing with the, common features and you want to improve your functionality internally there are people that out there to help you uh create that kind of service
0: okay so you're you're talking about from an it sort of department perspective so whereas companies in the past needed a small army to manage um their their um their domains their network and everything now they can do that get they can get more services with a smaller team Do I understand you correctly? Yeah. So
1: so this is a specific application, but but take that to any application that would be on the cloud eventually. And any company that will provide their application as a service on the cloud, they will give you that kind of support.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: When a company says that they have an as-a-service function, it means that they also have the people behind it to help and give all the support needed.
0: Okay. So how would this really help a a security director's... And any um, do we want to go specific there so, yet? So
1: I think I think we'll talk a little bit later more about how we take all of these advantages for security. Okay. Um, I do want to mention a, a few more advantages of of outsourcing basically your software services okay um, one is also the the, the budget flexibility uh, moving from the concept of uh, of paying a lot of money for hardware and software to create and to set up in your organization, you're moving to a scalability type of service where you could add hardware or software on a click and you could reduce as well. So that gives you uh, some flexibility on your budget. And And I, I would say that that, as an outsource is, is pretty much uh, the big advantages. We do see advantages also with different functions that you wouldn't have. If you're not using the cloud for example using uh, the cloud for iot is 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 key for the success of iot mm-hmm. because because the devices are all over and they're spreaded uh in different places and locations and you need to gather that data cloud comes in and brings that that uh hermetic service let's say and performance uh the third the third advantage that i see is um the improvement of user experience so not only your it department is managing the systems in a different way but eventually the end user if it's uh, if it's the facility the people that are using the facility or if, if we're talking about a school then the students if it's a restaurant and the people that are eating there the experience that they would go through using those systems that are now on the cloud is a whole new way of Providing services. So well, why
0: why is that? Excuse me for a second. Why?
1: Because, because once, once you have an application on the cloud, it means that we already figured out the connectivity that's needed for a private and secure connectivity. Then from there, as a vendor or as a company that's using that service, it's much easier to scale and and provide that service to additional endpoints such as smartphones, laptops, that are outside of your organization without being concerned about the
0: security. Okay. So, so as whereas, like in the past, for example, there is one portal or like a, a computer terminal at the entry to an to a office, whereas now everybody can have that same functionality, but on their smartphone.
1: So for example, let's take a visitor management or booking a room in a facility. These are things that are more relevant to us. Okay. You could see that once you have a security uh, service on the cloud set up, then we could, we could already show this, um, let's say, this interface with our clients on mobile, on their devices, instead of creating a kiosk in the entrance of the facility where everybody needs to now stand up and stand in a line and key in their information, they could already fix it up at home or the employee could fix it up for their guests at home in advance, and, and that's a big change. Another big advantage is that, and we see this with this uh, current pandemic, is that how are we able to securely connect to our assets in, in, our, in our domain? Now, any, any company that has applications that, that are local, on, a, on the, let's say their private cloud or on their local site, it's very hard to create a secure connection Without, having, without taking a, a good amount of time on planning and designing that solution. But once you move to the cloud, you're already dealing with that and you already enabled that, just as we mentioned before. So, so that's, that's also key for, for support and maintenance.
0: Okay, so those are some, some advantages in using the cloud again, right? And are there any disadvantages that, that um, security directors would need to think about? So, so
1: disadvantages could be, um, sometimes could be performance. If we're talking about graphical uh, applications, such as video management systems, one of the highest risks on them is the performance. But I would say that that has been also overcome these days. Uh, maybe another disadvantage would be the initial cost of doing that migration. Um, the projects, the, the time that it will take, the complexity, uh, of taking uh, software that's been on, on site in this kind of uh, setup now to move it to the cloud could be challenging. Integration mm-hmm. with their uh, local uh, systems, for example, if let's say there's a security system that's integrated with the H- HR system and we're moving only the security system into the cloud, there might be some uh, performance or let's say challenges around the connectivity between those applications?
0: Well, the reality is that I, I have yet to see any companies f- fully put their security system on the cloud and, and it's, and it's in, in the way you'd see Microsoft 365, for example, right? So where, any, let's talk a little bit about where are things today in that regards because some companies are sort of dipping their toe in a little bit. Some companies are trying to do more. You know, we, we know about yeah. some some things. Um, any, w- what do you see going on today in the industry? Maybe let's talk about that for a minute.
1: Yeah. So I think that uh, if we take a look at the small medium businesses, uh, we definitely could see that for them uh, there are much more advantages in migrating their entire security solution to the cloud, um, because as a small organization, security is not the main is not one of the main aspects in that business. And, and they don't really want to deal with it, to be honest. And if there's someone that's able to deal with it, they'll give it to them. When we grow towards the enterprise, that's where we get to all these scenarios where, uh, where the cloud architecture might not uh, be fully aware yet to those um, demands, and, and we find ourselves in some uh, situation. For example, if we're talking about an organization that has uh, many facilities, globally and they want it all to be connected so when we're talking about inside china outside china around asia we see that as a challenge Uh, when we're talking about if the company has 10 different systems that need to integrate one with another and it's all customized and they've been working on the those customizations in the last 15 years it's going to be very hard to copy paste that setup in Mm -hmm. the cloud Uh, so so what we do see is that Small, medium businesses, it's very easy for them to move, to be 100% native cloud. New businesses, it's also easier for them to consume cloud services, but not all of their services on the cloud. Um, We do see as a trend in general, and this isn't only in security, but all organizations need to have some kind of setup on the cloud. Um, All research indicates that, that, that by the end of this year, Any organization will have some kind of service consumed by
0: the
1: The architecture as a hybrid cloud. First step to grow towards the the native 100% native cloud, and I think uh, I think that what's going to happen is that once this is being set up, the security enterprise security industry will start also migrating more and more towards the cloud, and the vendors will be prepared for that.
0: So where is the industry today um, in relation to cloud technologies? I mean, a lot of people like throwing that word around. It's pretty sexy recently. Like, oh, we're on the cloud or doing this in the cloud. And if you scratch the surface a bit, you see so, that they're actually not. So I,
1: I think have, yeah, so I think this is a, this is a, a great question specifically for security uh, because what we've seen in the last couple of years is that really there is, there is a lack of knowledge um of what what are you able to do on the cloud these days and once you don't have the exact the the big understanding of what are you able to do on the cloud you lose the the open mindness to do this kind of change and in the end it's all about people and the people that are responsible of security they need to want to move into the cloud now for example aws has around thousands of applications that have been built up by third parties on top of their infrastructure. And they provide that as a service today through AWS. There's definitely many components that they're offering there that could help any security management and any threat that you need to deal with if it's in a hospital or a school or a luxury store. The knowledge is missing. That's one of the main reasons why we don't see that as as the strongest trend in security today.
0: Now, when you say knowledge um, is missing, what, 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 are you, what are you referring to exactly?
1: So, so to really understand what services are existed on top of cloud infrastructure and how could they help the security applications themselves. Now, if we're taking video management system, for example, video management system is, is a system that, right, it's only for security. But there are other companies and industries that are dealing with uh, high-end high read and write with the storage. So you could see that that's something that's, um, that's uh, part of video. Video files also have read-writes, a lot of read-writes with the storage array. Network bandwidth to deal with the challenge of a lot of information transferring on, on the network. These are things that companies—the ability to analyze a lot of data in a, in a quick response time. These are things that any company needs to deal with, with their challenges. If you take the medical, the medical industry, they don't so they don't care about the cameras for security, but they have cameras in all their checkups and surgery. Uh, they do rentgens, they do all these um, footage that they need to analyze, and that's relevant to the to the medical industry and we could go through different industries and see that they have the same challenges and they've got solutions on the cloud that are working for them today. Security on the other hand, the solutions are out there, but nobody is really consuming them. We do hear about a few vendors that are really pioneers in this and they have been using, leveraging AWS features and functions to to provide uh, better security services.
0: Okay, that's great. But it looks like the traditional players are not really ready for the cloud at this point. And if they, what, what would a typical security director do in order to become more knowledgeable? Are there any resources? Or are, or do, they, do they say they need to hire more uh, IT-centric people on their team? Any suggestions?
1: So, so I would say that there's uh, there's two angles to this. One is to understand what are the vendors doing right now and how are they using the cloud to provide services? And there we could see that the vendors are really just trying to test the water right now, so it could be the smallest movement to the cloud where I create my application is set up on the cloud, but it's the same thing, just set up the cloud and now whoever wants to consume it, I'll I'll give them the consuming. The second would be, uh, you know what, instead of me installing in your site a server, let me install in my site your server and I'll manage it for you altogether. And the third is really trying to take the, the billing structure and split it up into as a service model, like pay for every door lock and pay for every camera and resolution that you want on that camera. So, the vendors on one hand are trying to test the water and really bring in these small concepts into security and see how the how the clients will will consume these services. On the other hand, the security let's security departments definitely should think about adding into their personnel someone that's more i t oriented, someone that understands about big data and understands about the DevOps concepts where you're now using containers, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. And, and you're able to deploy once, like set up once, deploy many. And that's a huge advantage these days in IT. So it should be from both sides.
0: I, I worry that or I, I'm, I see that a lot of companies are talking about being cloud enabled or they do stuff in the cloud, but they're actually not really doing anything meaningful. On a cloud, and maybe we could talk more about that later. But um, and you mentioned that at the very simplest form, companies can simply install the software or the server on a machine on the cloud, or in a virtual server instead of a machine in their facility, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, w- I would I would want to mention uh, if uh, if I may for a few minutes, just to talk a little bit about the general cloud trends um, that are happening right now regarding. Uh, What's going on on those cloud setups, right? Okay. So you have this kind of uh, cloud that's that's drawn in every PPT when you talk about cloud. But what's going on in uh, in those data centers? What's happening with AWS, with Google, with Microsoft? What are they planning? What are what are they understanding as a trend as well? And and I'll just mention a few points that could 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 connect a lot to the security industry. Um, so. The whole edge computing concept that many devices spread it all over the world or all over my facilities. And, um, and Gartner showed that by end, uh, by end of one, you'll see over 25 billion devices. Um, and basically once you have so many components, you need, to, you need to build up like a communication center that's closer to the edge, that's closer to those cameras. Uh, if we take, for example, the 5G, the transferring from 4G to 5G, that's a good example. You could see that the reason um, that they needed to move from 4G to 5G is, is because of the wave frequencies and stuff like that. But the solution to be able to provide it with the bandwidth that they need is to create closer antennas that communicate one with another server. We will need to try and create some more compute capabilities that are closer to the devices physically. Um, another trend is that, um, the ability to basically scale and, uh, scale your data center, scale your hardware, scale your performance. So once you have a cloud infrastructure set up for your organization, you want to be able to, uh, hit the sweet spot regarding your costs. And that's key because Amazon, for example, or any any cloud service provider, if you're consuming from AWS now servers, but you're not paying attention to how much resources are really, how much resources do those applications that you have really need to consume, then you're losing money because you're buying, for example, four processors instead of two, you're spending money every month for two more processors. So if you have a thousand servers or if you have a, enterprise kind of network, you definitely need to be pay attention to the um how much you need to re- reduce or how much processing you need to add to your um environment. So that's a little bit about the, the scalability option.
0: Is that done by simply monitoring the like the dashboard? Or is this, is, it, is, it, is it as simple as that?
1: So that's the basic, but once you have a huge organization, you're not really able to look at uh, one dashboard and make those decisions. So there are companies that build on top of all of these vendors. They build a service that does all these analytics and takes action automatically to, to scale up or down when needed.
0: That's interesting. Okay. What else? Is there anything else in that side that you want to tell yeah, us? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Two more points. Uh, one is uh, a little bit about the disaster recovery as a service and this is uh, also I'm sure relevant to some of our uh, security directors is to really understand how do you use the cloud to create a disaster recovery plan that fits your organization and gives you um, the 99.9 availability. And, and in addition to that, how do you, how do you still fulfill the GDP uh, requirements and you're protecting the data in the right way but you're still able to move the data from U.S. to China in a click. Okay. And and the last one is is containers. So this is something I brought up earlier, um, but this is very important. Like as someone that grew up from the IT, done tens of thousands of installations of systems. When you when you realize that you're able to set up once the whole Environment. So, for example, when we're talking about uh, access control system, so access control system includes the uh, the front end server, the back end server, the database. Um, it includes uh, different configurations. Talking about the site locations, the connection with the hardware, and uh, and and centra. Now you're able to set up that once and deploy it many times. So you could de- you could set it up and deployed in any organization by in any clients, and it will still be relevant. And that saves a lot of time and a lot of room for mistakes that happen. in. Any what is
0: that? Place. Is that like, is that, is that as simple as setting up a profile?
1: So it's a profession. Now this created a, a profession called DevOps. DevOps personnel is, uh, is the, the new, uh, let's say the, the new creature that's been created coming from the IT people and developers. So you want someone that has the IT skills, but also development skills to create these kinds of setups for automation. And, that, and that's something that's really strong now on the cloud. And this is a, a main leading trend in IT in general.
0: And you think that could be used or in the future can be utilized somehow in security when we, when we deploy a new security definitely, system?
1: Definitely. Definitely. I, I, I'll say even more than that. I, I know a few vendors that because they understand that the, this is a, a main direction in general in the world, they've changed their code for video management system and they built with this logic. So once this will be more relevant for their security scalability, it will be there and set up.
0: Okay. So how's that going to work? You know, knowing the market, a lot of the big players out there, it doesn't seem like they really want to open up and, and sort of be, be sort of um, easily accessible on a cloud and everything. Um, how, how are you seeing this?
1: Yeah, so I think that this is a little bit of a step by step as you teach a child uh, to ride a bike. You don't, you don't just let him ride on two, on two wheels uh, before he rides with four wheels. You have a trainer and wheels, yeah. Trainer wheels, yeah. And uh, so the same thing here. The, my first recommendation would be take any component that you have, the smallest, the most, the, the, the less meaningful piece, and try and put it on the cloud. Consume from the cloud, use, use in any way the cloud services that are existing out there. If it's, even if it's for testing, even if it's for development, even for team internal communication, just put it over there on the cloud and try and, try and use it and experience it. Once you feel confident with that, that's really when you should try and, and put something a little bit more massive that you're paying for and, and start experiencing also the billing structure and experiencing the, the scalability that we talked about.
0: Okay. Well, that's and, great. And yeah. Sorry. You have Anything else to add to that?
1: Yeah. I, I, this, is, this is really key for the, for the process of, of getting into the cloud is that once you have something that's set up and you feel confident and secure with, you still need to do a lot of homework internally because when you're going to transfer or migrate a massive system to the cloud. You need to be hundred percent. There's no hundred percent, but you need to be sure enough, confident enough that you're not, you're not putting your organization in a big risk. So you need to do internal work and really understand what are the vulnerabilities that you have right now in your organization, default passwords on your firewalls, HR systems with admin, admin, you know, you need to, you need to really pay attention to all those details because once you're on the cloud, the risks change a little bit.
0: Okay. Well, that's great. Um, hopefully there's some uh, good information here and suggestions for our listeners. And I really hope that some of the larger manufacturers and vendors out there will, will start to take adaptation or adapting their their systems to the cloud are really truly being cloud ready in the future. It's, um, it's about time that we have some sort of change in this industry. Um, we're getting close to IT because at the end of the day, the customers, the end users will benefit from this the most, and it would be um, a pity if this is delayed. so i hope hope we'll see more uh, more activity and more uh, newer products from from the big players uh, soon. and uh, the, who knows maybe this pandemic issue will simply um, make this faster uh, to, as people start using and consume more uh, general cloud services. Okay, so and and uh, next time, uh, hopefully, we'll dive a little bit deeper into um, specific security applications. What do you say?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that the next time we will we will talk a little bit more about uh, maybe we take specific products and we also try and bring in some uh, security director of okay. the organization a little bit. Sounds uh, great.
0: Yeah. Okay, sounds great. So look, you stay safe in Israel, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Okay. You too.